0: The line we sang this morning, "All, you open my eyes to see all the wonder and awe of Christ in me. What an amazing line that we just kind of sing over. Hey, Justin Molker, can you do something for me? In that room, there's a cross. Can you go get it for me? I want to just show you something. All the wonder and awe of Christ in me. As we were Singing, I was thinking over that line, I think, and it's not in my notes, so if I get some words wrong or if I can't find it, jot it down and look it up for yourself. Actually, just do that anyways. I was thinking, all the wonder and awe of Christ in me, and as I thought about that, a different thought hit my brain, and another different thought hit my brain, and then, and then Joshua started singing the thoughts that were in my brain, so I just thought, okay, in that case, I, be- I better kind of just do what I'm thinking I should do. Okay, can you hold that for me while I'm talking? Yeah, right there, just right there. Perfect. Now. And Pastor David started saying a few things that I was thinking And hopefully this will resonate with some of you. But when we come to Christ, we come to the cross. And at the cross, we accept Christ into our life as our Savior. And the Christian phrase that we like is, we we are born again. And this amazing spiritual transaction happens where Christ is now in me and we are in Christ. We're born again. But when we, when we come to the cross, we have issues and problems and we come to the cross and, Lord, help me Deliver me, free me, set me free, whatever phrase. And we become born again. And you know what happens? We're actually set free. Oh, yeah. Amen. Except a month later, we come to the cross. Lord, help me. D- deliver me from, set me. Okay, so, and we go through this routine. Here's what Paul said. I have been crucified. Now, I, I, I want you to absorb this. I am being daily crucified with Christ? No. I have been. I have been crucified with Christ. Oh. I want you to really absorb. I have been crucified with Christ. Amen. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Okay, so I have been crucified. What, what is crucified? The old nature. The old man has been crucified. Nevertheless, okay, I live. Okay. Which side of the cross are you on? The living side. But what is on the living side? What is on the living side? The new creation. I'm gonna go a little further, but you have been set free. The old nature, the old man has been crucified. Okay? If any man be in Christ, born again, he's a new creation. What has what passed away? All of the old things, because it has been crucified, it is dead. Nevertheless, I live. What's living now? The new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all, how many things? All things are now made new. And then we stop there. The next verse says, it says, all things are of God. What of your past, what of your old nature comes through the cross? Let me ask that again. What part of your old nature, what part of your past comes through the cross? Nothing. Nothing. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old thing has passed away. And all things are now new. And all the new things are of God. So, you are not trying to crucify things daily. We are not, what side of the cross are you living from? So many people are coming to the cross daily asking for acceptance, asking for freedom, asking, asking, instead of living on the other side of the cross and thanking. If you, if you struggle with something and, and the, the urge or whatever comes, what, what side of the cross are you on? I don't know. Somebody has a problem with pornography, and they have this, I need to watch something. I need to click a few buttons here. We, we come to the cross and go, God, deliver me from this evil. Wait, No, how about standing up? And saying, thank you, Lord, that you've delivered me from this. And live from the freedom. Live from from the power of the cross. Instead of we continuously come to the... We don't come to the cross. We we have been delivered. We have been risen with Christ. Um, Ephesians chapter 2. I think about verse 5. Nevertheless, I live, yet not, not I, but I think we sometimes miss the fact that you live, now some of you might ha- got to grasp this, you live a co-life with Christ. It's not you just living by yourself. Did you find Ephesians uh, just in the... So you, that's verse 1. Go to about 5. You were dead in your trespasses and sin. But, go verse 4. So we we lived in our trespasses and our sin. We were subject to the power of the prince of darkness. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love for which he loved us, verse 5, even when we were dead on this side we'll say this is the dead side dead he what he made us alive how did he make us alive together, together. you live a life in union with Jesus you're not all by yourself Trying and hoping you make it through the day without a sin. Trying and hoping that you make it through the day without falling subject to whatever you're subject to. But you have been made alive. I have been crucified. Have been. It's done. and it, But now we are made alive and we're in Christ. Christ is in us and we're... In Ephesians chapter 1, it says that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. And where are we actually seated? We are with him. In him, with him. Actually, uh, let's go to the... So, he makes us alive together. We're actually in union with him. He's the vine. It's a great picture of how we can be in Christ and Christ be in us. A branch on a vine, complete living in union. What happens when the branch gets severed from the vine? It says it in that John 15. It says it withers and it dies. Is there anything withering? Anything dying in your life? Sp- from a spiritually healthy perspective. <laughs> okay, let's go to verse 6. And I, I okay, now listen to that. He, he made us alive together, and now we sit. Or then he what? He raised us up with him. That's Christ. And then he seated us with him. So many of us, we live from the earthly perspective of, if I can just make it through this day, oh, Jesus Oh, Jesus, if I could just make it through this day, oh, no, oh, no, that temptation's coming. Oh, no, oh, no. And we live from this earthly perspective. And you know what? We can't see very much from this earthly perspective. And we get mired in the mud. And we get get buried by the cares of this world, by the temptations that... But you know where we really are? Oh, I'm getting old, get the kinks out, but we're living on this side of the cross, and we're living from a seat of love, not, not, not searching for love in all the wrong places. Oh, David inspired me. We're, we're, we're not wondering if I'm accepted. Oh Lord, I, I just, I don't feel like a son today, oh, but you know what? I am a son, and I don't, I don't live by my feelings, and Lord, I thank you that you saved me, that I'm born of the seed of God, that my life is being lived in union with Christ, I, and we might not understand it. Like, how do I understand that? How can Christ, I'm living in union with Christ, yet Olivia is living in union with Christ. And Kyle is. And Monique, I, I, you know what? I, I I sat down, I was, I was, I just sat down and I think, wow, God's eternal. And then as soon as you start going down there, my brain heart hurts. Like, how, how eternal. Because we like it's something we just can't comprehend. That God's always existed. Like just start thinking about in time. Like, go. Well, wow, I wonder, so he's never created, never, and then my brain starts hurting about then, and then, and then, uh, wow, I have eternal life. I wonder what it's going to be like after the first thousand years. It's like, what more could there be to do? And I think, wow, but I still have another thousand after that, and it, so there's, <laughs> I don't know if ever, anybody's ever thought about that kind of stuff. It's like, but so there's so many things I don't understand, but we receive it by faith. We receive it by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to, to, to please God. So, so we, we, we daily come to the cross fighting temptations, fighting uh, um, our old habits, fighting just, oh, if I can make it through and, and, and we exhaust ourselves trying to make it back to par. Trying just to be acceptable. Trying to not lose favor. And, and we expend all that energy in, instead of living in the victory. Instead of achieving, instead of attaining, instead of being victorious, we're battling all day long, and we get to the end of the day, we're exhausted, and some of us, whoo, I didn't sin today, or I didn't turn that computer on when I felt like I needed to, or, or, oh, the lid didn't come off that bottle, or and and that's how we we get to the end of the day, like, wow, that was victory. Or some of us, actually, we, we failed. And then we feel... Worthless. And we feel like, I'm a worm. I'm less than a worm. And and that's how we get to the end of our day. But full full price is paid. And we came to the cross, and we were crucified. The old nature, the old man was crucified I hope we can somehow just get a revelation of that because we came through the cross and now we're a brand new creation. You're a brand new creation. Old things are... I heard... I love this line. "If, If you continue to sin in the way you sinned before you came to the cross. You're literally believing a lie about yourself. You're literally believing. Why? Because that doesn't exist anymore. If I'm on this side of the cross, if I've been born again, that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I'm, uh, um, I'm a liar I lie all the time. No, no, no. that was, that was crucified. Amen. I compulsively, I can't help. No, no, that was crucified. Don't believe the lie anymore. Don't believe the lie anymore, because you're now a new creation. Huh, OK. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, just, or am I just? Uh, it was all good in my head, but it, uh, it was awesome in my head. Is okay? Does it make sense? And uh, oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Justin. Give Justin a hand. eh? Yeah. Yes. Take up your cross. No, no. No, don't. All right. See, see Monique over there. Can you do it? You got it? So I, I just wanted to share that because I was going through my head and then the Holy Spirit just brought it out through a few words and a song. And uh, how many of you, you know what, let's just stop for a second. I got, oh, I got 15 minutes still left. So we're going to stop for a minute and we're going to pray for sermon number one. <laughs> and you, I don't, you don't need to have, have hands. Somebody, anybody struggling with something? Something that was on this side of the cross, but now that I've been, you're saved, you're a brand new creation, but that still thing is still bugging you. Why? Because Satan just kind of wants to bring it up all the time. He doesn't want you to know that you are free from it. He doesn't want you to realize that you're actually a brand new creation that doesn't have those appetites anymore yet he, he, he wants to stick it in your face all the time and say, come on, come on. So, I believe it's as simply as saying, Lord, I believe what you did for me at the cross, and that's where I want to live. I want to live from the cross, not continuously spending three-quarters of my day coming to the cross for freedom and for forgiveness and for deliverance of stuff that you already forgave me of and delivered me from. We spend three-quarters of our time fighting the stuff that we've already been saved from. Amen. And so, if that's you, don't have to raise your hand. I just, we're just going to bring it right now to the Lord. And hopefully, between hearing the Holy Spirit and now discovering it in His Word, receive it by faith and say, I'm free from that. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that your Son, Jesus Christ, did completed, 100% finished, full price paid, a full pardon, full forgiveness. Jesus Christ, you did the full work for us at the cross. And we want to just thank you this morning that we were crucified with you, but we are now risen with you and seated with you. And we live literally a life of union with you. We live life together with you. And Lord, bring back to our remembrance Whenever we want to fall to some struggle or temptation bring back to our remembrance Lord the new creation that we are Amen. the freedom that we live in the full price that you paid and reject the lie Lord give us the str- just bring back to our remembrance what your word has said what your holy spirit has just spoken to us and help us to reject the lie and live in the strength and in the power that you gave to us. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Okay, well that finishes our worship time and now it's the word time. But, you know, I'm going to transition. Just totally. It's amazing how God just... I spoke last week about... There's two different parables in Matthew 13. talks about this... Amazing discovery that's made, and the person making the discovery sells everything they've got in order to get this discovery. Um, one's called uh, Man, um, He Finds a Treasure, and then in the other one, He Finds a Pearl. Matthew 13 44 to 46. And so last week I just spoke about how you were the treasure. You are God's treasure. And that was last week. I don't have time to re-preach it. Or else I would. I would because it's powerful. Powerful. But I want to go to the other parable. The kingdom of God is like a hidden treasure. This 44. 1344 if we can... The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Last week it said the kingdom of heaven is a merchant who finds a pearl. But this week, the kingdom of heaven is a treasure. It's been hidden in a field, and a man finds it, and then he hides it again, and he goes, and for joy over it, he, he goes and he sells all that he has and buys the field. So I want to talk today about What's your treasure? Because Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your your being. Your being will be your, your heart. Your innermost being. Back in the days before the New Testament, as, the, as a Hebrew was growing up, he learned, he, it, he learned that the heart encompassed everything that he was except his outer shell. But his innermost being, his emotions, his, his character, his um, inner man, mind, will, emotions, as we typically say the soul, is mind, will, emotions. All of that was encompassed And more, the heart. So, where your treasure is, there you're gonna find the person. Where is your treasure? Where is your treasure? Where is your treasure this morning? Because your level, I'm going to repeat Pastor David from a couple of weeks ago. Your level of pursuit of your treasure will be your level of, and, and in Pastor David's case, he was talking about the recovery of all that had been stolen. Your level of pursuit of what was stolen will, will determine your level of recovery. But your level of pursuit of your treasure determines your level of attainment of that treasure. We applaud a student who will just sell everything he's got, pack up his belongings in a car, and head off to university. And we applaud them for the pursuit of their education, because they're going after a career that at some point in time should manifest itself in some sort of earning power, And stability of life and and attainment of riches and and comfort. and, And we applaud that person for their pursuit of their career. And yet the greatest attainment of all is Christ being formed in you. The greatest attainment, Christ said, is the treasure that you store in heaven. And yet, (laughs) how much time and effort does a person put into attaining that? Is your treasure out in a boat on a lake? with a fishing pole in your hand, to the detriment of going to church. And I'm sorry if I step on toes, but I ho- I'd, I'd rather you get into heaven with a few broken toes, maybe a cast on your arm, <laughs> or a wrap around your skull or something. Some, some of us need this banged into our heads. Some of us need our ste- toes stepped on. Some of us... But, but we can put all kinds of things in front of seeking God's kingdom. The, the, the treasure of God's kingdom as Jesus. The k- kingdom of heaven is a treasure. And yet, how many of us seek it with all that we are? And and I I don't mean to belittle education and getting a career because that's how I advise people all the time. And if they feel they have a spiritual calling, I advise them, hey, it's good to get an education. Try to marry your education with the spiritual gifting that you feel you're going for, whether that's counseling or public speaking or or, uh, missionary. There's a lot of great education you can get in pursuit of a career that can align with your spiritual calling. So I absolutely do not want to diminish getting an education. But some, of, some people, sports can take precedence over attending God's house. Uh, ahead of turning the TV off and digging into God's word and building Christ in us. There are some days that I like to just veg out in the evening and just binge watch a few episodes of whatever it is we're watching. There are other times, pardon me, The Bachelor in (laughs) here. Wow, wow, no, I don't live there. Um, But there are other evenings, and more often where it's like, I feel a tug in my spirit that says, okay, you got to shut this stuff off and read a healthy book. Read my word, God's word. Read a book that encourages you in spiritual directions. Um, Spend some quiet time listening to some healthy music. Something that'll build. Because too often, we're forsaking the true, the real treasure. Paul says somewhere in Corinthians, the visible is temporary. The invisible is eternal. And we pursue the visible. We pursue the pleasure. We pursue the temporary to the detriment of the eternal. Running out of time. Running out of time. You know, there's there's some really great parables. There's a parable about about this guy. He had lots of money. He says, ah, I'm just going to build, uh, you know, he's, he's a farmer in Old Testament. I mean, New Testament parable. But just, so he's, he builds more barns because he's just so productive in life. And, and he says, oh, I got to build more barns to store all the stuff that I'm accumulating, that I'm growing, that I'm producing. And he builds more and more barns. And, and finally he goes, oh, my soul, you've done so well I'm going to just take it easy Enjoy all the stuff that I've accumulated And Jesus says What a fool I think I wrote, I wrote this one I, I want to I get this passage right This is what Jesus said This story is in Luke 12 The final verse is Luke 12, 21 He says Jesus in, in, the, in the parable says, yeah, and then that night after he says that, his soul is taken from him. Boom. Gone. And this is, this is Jesus' conclusion. So is the man who stores up treasure for himself and is not wow, rich towards God. Hmm. What are you pursuing? Amen. Some people... <laughs> Sorry, going to break a few toes here. Some people are rich towards the pleasuresome things of this world. If you go to Matthew 13 and you read that this, this, the parable about the sower, throws a seed... The one one patch of ground he sows it on is weeds and thorns. And it says it crowds out the good seed. Crowds it out. What's crowding out? The pursuit of God's kingdom in your life. Jesus then explains the parable and he says, It's the cares of this life and it's the deceitfulness of riches. The pleasures. And it takes the seed of the kingdom and it crowds it out. Crowds it out and eventually dies. What are you rich towards? What are you pursuing? What is the treasure you're pursuing? What is the treasure you're pursuing? I'm going to just go for a couple more minutes. This rich young ruler comes to Jesus. Wow, I have like so many things on this one. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. First thing, this man didn't recognize who Jesus was. I, I read this and it's like, Why didn't Jesus just say, You know, I'm more than a good teacher. I'm the son of God. I am eternal life. <laughs> That's... Get to know me and I'm eternal life. Why didn't he answer the man that way? That just puzzled, puzzled me. I, was, I, just, I, I mean, I don't know how many times. I've read this a lot of times just reading. You know, who you recognize God in your life as is how he, he'll end up revealing himself to you as. This guy... Good teacher. He said no, Jesus answers says, no one's good but God. And he didn't say, Oh, but and that includes me. He did not reveal himself to this man. It's just like it's just wow. But the young man refers to Jesus as teacher, not Messiah, not Lord, not Christ. Good teacher. The young man does not recognize Jesus for who he is. Who is Jesus to you? Who is the Holy Spirit to you? Who is the Father to you? Who is God to you? If, if, he, if God is a, a two-hour thing for you on a Sunday morning, and that's it for the whole week, that's all you're going to get out of him. Because that's all he'll be to you. Yeah. Right. If you're going to just give yourself a little bit, that's how God reveals himself to you. Wow, this is somber. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> I'm having a good time, though. So we have a first aid kit at the back and uh, grab a little bit of gauze on your way out. (laughs) Now, this guy also, he had all the commandments down pat. So in his day, he was perfect. Because that's what God required. God had the Ten Commandments. So, hey, young man, you're perfect. From the outside. Where is Jesus looking? Jesus goes through the the commandments. Well, don't do don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Honor your mom and dad, blah blah blah. Hey, I've done all of that. Jesus looking at him. Wow. (laughs) When Jesus looks at you, what does he see? What's Jesus looking at? And what's he seeing? Because this guy was perfect. This guy was perfect. Jesus didn't know him. So obviously, Jesus was seeing more than what was standing in front of him. Jesus didn't know his name. He just came running up to Jesus as Jesus was getting ready to go on a journey. This guy comes running. So Jesus saw something. So what does Jesus see in you? Because Jesus says, okay, you got a whole bunch of baggage. (laughs) Do we have, I don't know, um, what what verse am I on here? 21. Mark 10, 21. Looking at him, Jesus felt this love for him. Wow. One thing you lack. Go sell all that you have. Okay. Now some of us, that might be just impractical. Raising a family just to sell everything you have and go running after Jesus and go to a mission field. You got a family. Okay, here. What's holding you back? This morning, what is God's finger on? What kind of baggage are you carrying around that's crowding out, that's suffocating the growth of God's kingdom in you? What's suffocating it? What are the weeds and the thorns that are crowding out? What do you possess? Or actually, what possesses you? Hmm, That's a good question. What possesses you? Because as the next verse says, this guy got quiet real fast. says he was sad and he walked away. Why? Because, Because what he had in life possessed him he couldn't let it go it had a hold of him it says he walked away sad because he he had a lot of stuff he had a lot of stuff and it had a hold of him to the point where he couldn't let it go and his, his heart was all wrapped up in a treasure that was strictly visible stuff Strictly visible from obeying the commandments, outward appearance, top-notch, great lifestyle. Calls him a rich, young ruler. So he had a whole bunch of stuff that had a whole, whole big hold on him. And he walked away sad and didn't get to experience God's kingdom. Because all this stuff, all this baggage, all this had a hold of him and he couldn't let it go. Who is God to you? Is he something to be valued? Someone, sorry. Is he someone to be valued? And what is, that, what is that for you in your life? Sacrifice a couple hours on a Sunday morning? That's a really good start. And you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. If I'm big on Sunday morning attendance, it... I believe in honoring God, and that, that comes out through some sort of action. Oh, I honor God in my heart. <laughs> and we never show it. Then it really doesn't mean anything to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, 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 if the kingdom of God, God himself means something to you, it comes out in some way. It manifests itself in some ways. Is God someone that is valued in your life? It should go beyond even just church attendance. How much do you read your Bible? How much you spend in communion with God? How much time do you worship? I mean, there's so many different ways it can manifest. But how much of that is actually active in your life? Are you willing to to get rid of a few possessions? Because he's that meaningful to you. Read chapter 13. Matthew 13. That should be everybody's homework today. This week. Because in in chapter 13, Jesus reveals a whole bunch of what I call kingdom economics. And here's, here's how ruthless this may seem to our pampered little world. But it says, whoever is receptive, and teachable, and values the kingdom, God's word, more will be given. More will be added. What? That seems like somebody hoarding. Yeah, that's, king, that's God's kingdom economics. Those who apply themselves, those who pursue, those who follow after, those who hunted down, will be given more. That's unfair. Yeah, according to our our pampered society, our welfare society, that is horrible. But that's the way God's kingdom works. Those who do not value, it's, Jesus said, even the little that he has will be taken away. <laughs> now, if your toes are hurting now, talk to God. Because that was straight from Jesus' mouth. Wow. We, Here's our worldly mindset. We have an entitlement attitude. I'm entitled to something. I'm entitled. I'm entitled. Oh, you poor little thing. (laughs) Oh, you poor little thing. Oh, oh, here, here. here. Jesus said, well, if you're not pursuing, can you imagine the, the guys who he gives the talents to? And he gets to the last guy who has the talent. I was afraid. <laughs> Jesus didn't pat him on the head. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Oh, you know what? Here, let me take two from this guy who worked really hard and pursued my king. Let me take two from him and give them to you. Here. Oh, poor little guy. Brad's rolling his eyes. <laughs> That's not the way it works. I'm sorry. Poor little thing, you. (laughs) It's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. Oh, like I said, I don't understand it all. But how... What does God mean to you? I mean, God's... (laughs) Those who have little or nothing and have no desire to pursue or hunt or, or follow after. Even the little talent you got is going <laughs> to... That parable is hilarious. He takes from that guy who was fearful <laughs> and afraid. He took his talent away. And who did he give it to? He gave it to the guy who had the most... <laughs> oh. oh what are you pursuing what is it going to get you in the long run we are so short sighted most of us are probably thinking about lunch I'm thinking about my week I'm thinking about next year. I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about heaven, actually, sometimes. Wow. And when I think about heaven, it's just like... Okay, I'm 50, so I got another 50 left in me. I'm thinking... I just want to give as much as I can... to eternity... Seriously, that's where I'm at. I literally, I think about heaven and think, wow, that's eternity. Again, my brain starts to hurt trying to think of eternity and and think, "I I really don't have much time left here. And sometimes this life can suck. Sorry if that offends some of you, but sometimes it's hard. We go through stuff that's no fun. But I say, yeah, it's only temporary, though. Yeah. Miss an afternoon or morning at the lake. Go later in the day. Go to God's house. Yeah. You know, the TV show, they re-w- replay it. Yeah. And if you, you can actually go to TV on demand and catch up. So, shut the TV off and invest some eternal time. Treasure something more than this temporary place we're in. Invest some time in eternity because when you get there, you don't want your mansion to be empty. (laughs) I'm furnishing, I'm building a second one actually. Lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where moth and rust and the things of this world won't destroy it, eat away at it. Invest in eternity and catch up on your TV time or whatever time. Sometime else, don't rob God. Robbing God is more than just a financial term. Don't rob God. and ex- and then expect to prosper because it's pretty clear if you're not rich towards God what little you have going to get taken away and given to the person who's a good steward amen woo <laughs> <laughs> let's go have a great day ah <laughs> uh, i'm sorry if that was hard but, but sometimes, listen. We got to think about eternity and and, uh, and uh, put a little less stock in what's temporary. And again, how is how is Christ developing in you? How is He developing in you? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. You so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son. Oh, and Jesus Christ, your pursuit of us, you laid everything aside. You gave up your life in pursuit of me. And even if there was nobody else, I was the, the pearl of great price that you died for. And you gave it up all You gave it all up in pursuit of me. And Jesus Christ, I am willing to give it all up to pursue you. Whatever this morning, whatever you're putting your finger on in our life, it doesn't even have to be a sinful thing. If it's robbing God, If you're putting your finger on it, Lord, this morning, our answer is yes, I can give that up. I can give that up. I can give that up. And Lord, help us to invest more and more of our life in eternal value. Help me to invest more and more of myself into what will be eternal instead of this stuff that is temporary, that will just pass away, that will not go with me as I pass through the gates into eternity. Help me to be willing and courageous enough to give it up and pursue and pursue And pursue the treasure that is eternal. To pursue the treasure of you. You are our treasure, Lord. You are the treasure of great price. That we will willingly sell all that we have. Get rid of all the baggage. Pull whatever weeds. Cut down whatever thorns. Want to rob and push out and choke out the your kingdom in our life. And everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Give somebody a strong handshake.